I'm so excited to have James McFarlane with me today. James is also known as Buck, and he is a Time graduate. He is also the creator of tactile and sensory tours and adventures in Australia, which means he specializes in organizing tours for people who are vision impaired. That comes with a very different mindset and different requirements. And for me, that means every time I speak to Buck, I do learn something new about travel and how to organize travel from a different perspective. So excited to have you on the show, Buck. Welcome. Thank you. Buck, I'm so tensed. I can't wait to hear what you have to say because I remember I met you a very long time ago at one of the networking functions That's right. when I was actually having my first hosting gig and I was probably so nervous that um, I probably sweated and was not really talking to you because I was focusing on something different. But the more exciting it is to learn lots of things about you and time today. Are you ready to go? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. But let's start with something very simple. Um, how did you actually hear about time originally? And when did you start the program? And, you know, why did you feel you needed a mentor back in the time? Why were you interested in the time community? And what did you expect of the community before you actually met the people? So my background in tourism has always been in operations and delivering tours. So whether that's for, um, you know, G Adventures, Overseas Adventure Travel, Lost Experience, Adventure Tours Australia. So in the tourism industry, I had a, a big grasp of, you know, people in the operational aspect, whether it's, um, you know, in hotels or uh, attractions and uh, just moving around the country, meeting lots and lots of people. So, so I really felt I was pretty well connected and didn't really seek out uh, any mentoring um, or expanding my network uh, beyond what I'd already created over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, it wasn't until I started a small business focusing on uh, sightseeing tours for blind and low vision travellers. Um, I commenced a, a small business called Cocky Guides and uh, I applied for a startup award in the New South Wales Tourism Awards back in uh, 2019. And during the business audit, um, I was lucky enough to meet uh, Robin Willis-Inglis, uh, who um, was doing the, the judging from an audit perspective, coming to visit the business. And, uh, and she mentioned time and, and invited me along to uh, the networking event that, that you hosted. So um, that, that's how I got involved with time. And what I realized that there was a whole network of people, you know, in sales and distribution, a uh, whole bunch of areas, uh, airlines that I'd, I'd never met before until time. So I went along and uh, listened to, to graduates and thought, yeah, as a small business, um, Definitely something I want to look more into. And uh, as COVID hit, perfect time to, um, you know, join join the, the program and, um, yeah, see see how I go with a mentor. So did you have any specific expectation when you decided to join the program? Look, for me, being a small business, I fund it myself. So, you know, I really had to – I was really not sure uh, what I would get out of it. Um, I'd, I'd had a background in product and marketing um, in financial services for 10 years prior to entering the, the tourism market. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff as a small business owner, I was, you know, thought I was quite capable at achieving. Um, so, yeah, it was sort of 50-50 whether I would, would do the program, but thought, well, with, with not much touring going on, um, it's a perfect opportunity to invest in myself and the business. And, and look, my attitude towards things, if you get one thing out of something, that's 
amazing. You know, it just builds on your knowledge and, and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I had a great mentor in Angela Middleton and um, had a fantastic experience. Um, you know, early on, uh, I guess you could tell I was a small business, uh, mine going 100 miles an hour and making sure I got, you know, every, you know, every bit of um, help and support I could get at our two-hour meetings uh, every fortnight. And, um, yeah, we would achieve so much in that two hours. And, um, you know, towards the end of the program, uh, you end up with someone that knows your business intimately, uh, someone that knows you. Um, very well and, and uh, probably sees how your cogs work in your mind. And, um, yeah, you know, you end up with, with a friend who you, mm. you know, always have a chat to about things as well. Lovely. And about, can you maybe share uh, a couple of lessons you got out of the program specifically or potentially any changes you have implemented to how you run your business or set up your business because of the program? So coming from an operational background uh, in tourism, just um, how you deal with distribution and uh, engaging uh, new channels to, to introduce new business was quite an eye-opener for me. Um, even though I've got a background in product and marketing, uh, just learning uh, the different um, phases uh, in the uh, traveler's purchasing decision, um, implementing, uh, you know, different, uh, you know, working with that process to um, develop a marketing plan for the year that can just roll around and uh, look new and inventive all the time. So, yeah, we worked on a lot of um, processes that can just roll around each year as we, you know, introduce our schedule of tours. So uh, the focus I had was um, creating the schedule and then just communicating by saying, hey, we're doing this on this date. But now, you know, every three months we'll roll over, focusing on a new Uh, region of Australia, and then we'll narrow it down to the destination. So we're, we're communicating, um, you know, uh, in that dreaming stage and going all the way through to, um, you know, sharing social posts uh, during their tours. So, um, yeah, we've got a, a, an awesome, awesome process to do that. Uh, that sounds with, like a... Uh, lots of other things. Yeah, it sounds like a massive improvement. I know it's, it sounds small in, in a couple of sentences, but I would assume the impact for your business must have been tremendously uh, positive. Yeah, look, it, it's, we're still waiting on that. Um, the one thing we really can't afford to do is load up people on tours and unwind them, which we've had to do plenty of times during COVID. So we haven't had the full opportunity to put it into practice. Um, but, you know, we did it for the first two months in 2020 and, uh, you know, we filled up the trips and, and had wait lists, which were perfect because when Melbourne locked down, we could replace the people traveling from Melbourne with people on the wait list. So, so um, you know, we've got the tools there ready to go. Uh, we've got strategies for um, having, you know, agent-introduced agent business as well. Um, you know, we don't naturally, we're not going to service a, a massive network of agents, but if we choose uh, agents that focus on accessible travel in, uh, you know, each of the The capital cities you know that that's sort of a starting point for us as well so so pretty much throughout the, the program uh, a lot of it was the sales distribution uh, distribution and marketing aspect of the business that we concentrated on a lot yeah you mentioned a couple of times you organized tours for uh, visually impaired people mm -hmm. or blind people so you kind of operate in a very specific niche. Can you maybe share with us why you have chosen that, that niche of the business? So I've traveled all around Australia for many years. I've, um, you know, driven coaches in Europe. 
and not once had I met a blind traveller. I'd met uh, travellers that um, were deaf, uh, might have had uh, autism, um, might have been in wheelchairs. So I've met people with all sorts of, of um, needs uh, during their travels, but never a blind person. I'm sure there was plenty of low vision people, but no one came up to me and said, Buck, oh, look, I'm a little bit low vision. Um, can you maybe adapt this part of the trip for me? No one's ever came and said that. Uh, you know, Eiffel Tower, I've never seen uh, a traveller or a person there with, with a white cane. I've never seen a guide dog hopping on a Great Barrier Reef boat. Um, you know, all the Indigenous experiences we have around the country, I've never seen a, a blind person there. So, um, yeah, just had this idea, thought it's a, a market that, um, you know, I could add a lot of value uh, in a group environment. And, you know, I guess the starting point is looking at how someone that's blind or low vision will travel today. And, you know, before we existed, um, you know, people had to rely on family, friends, or pay for a support worker, which is quite expensive. And, you know, you didn't have the choice of just ringing up one of the big touring brands and saying, you know, I want to go do a tour. I'm, I'm sure people have done that. And I'm sure some of the, the big tour operators and small operators have, have done amazing jobs for those individuals. But, you know, that's someone reaching out uh, what I wanted to do is create a product that, um, you know, you could just go online, see the destination you like as a blind or low vision traveller and not have to rely on a family member or a friend or a support worker. You can just make that choice and choose to go. And um, being, you know, really, really powerful at the destinations we visit. Um, you know, Timo, you even introduced, introduced me to, um, you know, people at, at your hotel chain and, and um, you know, we've had managers um, be blindfolded and use a white cane to enter the hotel just to put people in that headspace. So, so it's amazing that we've had that opportunity to network uh, with a broader community. But, you know, us getting out and travelling uh, for the past three years with blind and low vision travellers, you can't miss us. So, um, you know, we, we do make an impact where we're going and, and, you know, the partners we work with do make subtle changes from time to time and make it more accessible, not just for blind or low vision, but, but um, many more of their guests who might find it hard to read the, uh, you know, the the product information or, or guest information because it's too small or um, it might look good in design but doesn't contrast or, um, you know, you're, you're chucking a steak on top of chips and people have to try to cut it instead of serving the chips on the side. So, so there's plenty of improvements that, that our, our um, travel partners have made uh, to help our travellers and, and, you know, some of those things, you know, might continue on in the business to help many more guests as well. Mm -hmm. I think uh, the exercise you just mentioned where we had a hotel manager being blindfolded mm -hmm. and just trying to access the hotel, uh, it's been such an eye-opener, although I just saw the video after. Um, but since then, I actually start thinking wherever I go much more about, okay, how would it actually be for someone who's low vision or mm -hmm. even blind? Um, so you, you definitely also raise a bit of awareness uh, throughout the community to also include these travelers uh, in the future more and more. So um, apart from your business, you're also doing good for society. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. And if, back, yeah, yeah, so I was going to say, you know, if you're watching this and you're in hospitality or you're in accommodation or attractions, um, staff shortages are massive at the moment. So why not engage uh, or offer employment to someone with a disability? Because then, you know, these conversations are much easier with someone with lived experience. So, you know, we're two sighted people talking about blindfolding someone with a, a white cane, you know. Um, 
that you know it's more real and and more effective if you know why why is there someone um you know with with disability you know not working in these places so definitely underrepresented uh within the community the travel community and and i think you know you'll get some very um loyal and hard-working people if if you were to you know offer opportunities for people with disability in aspects of um what we do in tourism that's probably a topic for a complete new episode of this podcast that's disabled people uh, within within hospitality um, i'll make a note and i'll come back to you about that for a little panel and if we don't yeah. start these conversations you know it's something that may not be talked about in the future so let's start the conversation every you're right yeah um but while we talk about the future what's in it for you for 2022 so 2022 is very complicated um because right now and if you're in hospitality or accommodation we're in a quasi lockdown um you know our borders going to snap shut uh do we need to rat test our travelers um do they have to have boosters there's all these unknown questions so right now we're taking a breath and um we're just starting to consider how we'll deliver trips so for my business we'll be doing um a smaller number of trips with larger groups and um so that way you know when we do have the windows of traveling we can just get in there focus on that destination and and come back out and um then there's less uh you know if we do have to unwind something it's easier to unwind that one departure with more people than than multiple smaller departures so we're focusing on on certain regions at times of the years with larger groups and um look where i guess the challenge for us is uh getting new blind and low vision travelers to to come out and and experience australia uh, the past two mm-hmm. years i've had 40 very loyal travelers continue to travel which has kept copy guides um actively busy but um you know our challenge now uh, to grow further is to introduce more blind and low vision travelers so that's a challenge for us and we've got the strategies from our uh, um mentor program uh, that i worked through with angela that you know we're excited to put into practice lovely and last but not least james obviously after you've done uh, your experience uh if you have to give career advice to someone who either just started in the industry or is a bit more into it what's the one thing you recommend what's what's your career goal you can share look take that invitation you know so if you're invited uh to do something meet new people take that invitation because you don't know who you'll meet and um you know listen to what people have to say and uh you know if you if you see something there that you that you want or you're chasing um ask because no one's necessarily going to deliver it to you on a platter so um you know if you if you're curious or or you know you want to do something specific talk to your managers um talk to the competitors whatever it is you want to do if you don't speak up no one you know knows how they can help you i guess i love that thank you no worries also but thank you so much for your time already at the end of the interview I know as we heard uh, in the last episode that we will have one-on-one or in-person networking coming up again mm-hmm. and um unfortunately I won't let you off the hook you have to attend and <laughs> have to have a drink with me and I'm looking forward to yes, that. So well I'm still going to have my graduation ceremony which at this stage is scheduled for February so fingers crossed we all can get together at that time. Sounds great. Happy celebration. <laughs> Thanks for your time. No, thank you.